The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's droning noises. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh, yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you Singapore. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Well, yeah. didn't find it. I didn't think I would. I kind of recognized pretty quick. Uh, come on, get up there. That's close enough. We'll do that. Oh, you, wait, no. Uh, and hey, then the clock no. is gone. Man. There you go. <clears throat> Having that screen completely behind me is... Just throws you off? Yeah. <laughs> it makes it makes an already chaotic thing even worse. I.e. the studio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Today, this morning, has been a rough morning. Has it? Yeah. You, you ever have that, you ever have that, um, right before I get really, really sick, I go, my body goes through this phase where my brain seems slower and my vision seems like I'm wearing a hat hmm. or, or like horse blinders. I thought that was your default, uh, personality. <laughs> it just gets worse. <laughs> Anyway, so I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting sick. Okay. No. And of course, cause everything, is, everything takes longer. Like this setup this morning took me three times as long as it normally, normally does. Would. Cause I had to think myself through it, which I don't <laughs> normally have to do. Yeah. That's Fair enough. Good. That's all good. What's going on? What's new? What's happening? Uh, I'm going for paratech training next week. That's oh yeah. New. Cool. You'll be able to talk more tech. No. Why not? What am I supposed to learn in six hours? Like, that's all my training is, is a six-hour day. They're flying you to Toronto for that? No. Oh. No. Uh, I'm oh, this being is down sent to Calgary. to Calgary right? to spend six hours at their East store, I think it is. Okay. Either the North store. I can't remember which one. Uh, Fair enough. To learn how to fix simple things, which I've already got a little bit of training because I helped the last paratech before he left. Right. And the actual tech has been showing me how to do things and why you should do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually giving me an education on how electronics work. That's awesome. As a result. So I'll be like, the tweeter fell out. I'm not entirely sure how to fix it. I know I can. I just like, somebody who actually knows what they're doing be like okay yeah then you know tell me oh yeah this this happens here's why here's how you fix it sweet yeah um and that's next week yep um and that's isn't that like a have you figured out how you're getting to calgary not yet still working on that hey yep 
I don't know. When I come in on Thursday, I'll, I'll ask and be like, so how am I getting there? Are you buy, guys buying me a bus ticket or is somebody driving me there? <laughs> the joys of not having your own license. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't. You know, you, you, you live in the city. You don't need a license. Oh, I don't need one and I have no desire to ever drive because I know me and it'd just be road rage constantly. Ah, I'm an angry person as a passenger, so <laughs> as a driver, it would just amplify it would just that get much worse. more. Yeah, and I have no interest in being in that mindset ever. That's fair. That's fair. Although it is nice having a car. Sure. I don't know. I I don't know. I tend to live close to everything anyway, so I just that's true. I don't ever need a vehicle, right? And I don't mind walking. Yeah, you walk a lot. A lot. Yeah, like probably at least a half hour walk every day, which is a couple kilometers at least. Right. Um, Heck, I'm not even sure. I'm sure the, the walk from West Edmonton Mall here is a couple kilometers. It's like six. Yeah. yeah. I do that every time I come here. And you usually stop it out of the way to get coffee. Well, it's usually in the mall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Walk through the mall. That's fair. Kind of. It's like a very small detour where instead of walking past the mall, I just walk. Yeah. I have a very particular way that I go in the mall, mall and out hmm. where there's very little people in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when I was building the studio... um. I spent a lot of my downtime just at the mall because mm-hmm. I didn't really didn't really enjoy where I was staying. Okay. And so, you know, I'd be there as little as possible. And then I'd go hang out, usually in the, what is that, the east side of the mall, Bay and Sears and that kind of stuff. Yeah. There was one bathroom by the top floor entrance to the bay that was always really nice because no one was in it yeah no one and and always well maintained because no one was ever in it because no one was ever in it (laughs) yeah yeah so i you know if i if i was done here uh before before nine i'd wander over there and have a nice prolonged stay (laughs) Okay. And then just wander through the mall because there's lots of couches and it's open 24 hours a day. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to HMV today. Mm. Apparently the deals are like stupid good right now. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, A buddy of mine was telling me he got two pint glasses for two bucks. Mm. So, I mean, you can't, can't go wrong with that. Have you heard, have you heard who bought them? Uh, Sunrise Records is oh, going right. to take over um, the locations. They didn't buy HMV. They just are taking over uh, 70 of the locations across Canada. Oh, okay. And they're expanding their business model to be similar to HMV's business model, but bigger <laughs> is what I've heard reading some hmm. news articles. So they're okay. going to do like the novelty item thing, but they're going to do more novelty items. 
So they're going to become a kind of like a... Well, they're going to be competing with like your Hot Topics or Spencer's Gifts and those places. But it's like there's already a Spencer's and Hot Topic in the mall. They don't need another one. Yeah, see, I was thinking thinking they would... If they're going into the novelty thing, my brain went into like, like comic book and collectibles direction. It might be. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, HMV was pretty much doing that. It was like comic books and stuff. Uh, a lot of movies. But they, never, but they never committed to it. No. Yeah. No. Definitely didn't. They even ventured into doing vinyls. Mm-hmm. for a little bit but it, like their collection was always the classics that everybody owns already anyway but that's the stuff that was selling right like it, 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 it's um yeah but like they're selling it too late at that point everybody has gone to the the niche markets to get those right i suppose and you might sell i don't know i imagine they sold thousands of records but yeah know, a lot of people have already bought those classic records and stuff already so to get into that market and then just sell those records when everybody's already bought them mm-hmm. whatever um the, Bob, i think they should have stayed away from it bobby osinski last week was talking about um record sales from 2016 the the top 10 selling records um almost at a state-by-state level were um nine of them were 92 and earlier <laughs> And only one of them was even close to modern. That was uh, Twenty One Pilots record. Mm. Um, everything else was everything else was like Nirvana back into the seventies. Then yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much what HMV was uh, getting into is those records. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, whatever they're they're trying to go back into their roots, and which is great, but. They haven't been a music store to me in years. Well, and 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 looking at looking at the looking at the sales of physical music, like physical product music. Yeah, I mean, twelve yeah. inches are come back. They're making an awesome comeback, but that's still a niche market. Well, in, in a market that's so much bigger than that particular market. But what what is the market now, though? That's the thing, right? Well, the market is streaming music. So exactly, and and which is why which is why Sunrise Records coming in and taking over the HMB model. I don't know that that makes all, a lot of sense. That's just what I hear. I, I hear it's like they're going to be doing the movies, the mm. novelty, weird items, as well as still being a record store. Yeah. Which to me, yeah, I'm I'm with you. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, it's it, it, it sounds like like the antique store next door to us here. Yeah, um, you should wander over there, by the way, because he's got a collection of he's got a collection of records that he dug out of a swamp. No word of a lie, a swamp that is like limited releases uh, from the seventies, the sixties, the fifties that were only released to radio stations. Oh man. Yeah. And, and he's been, he, he says the records themselves are in good shape. Um, so he cleaned them up and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and he's, he, he's been slowly cleaning them up, but he, okay. it looked like he got a couple hundred of them, um, out of this barn that was basically a swamp. <laughs> I looked at the condition as he was loading them in and, and they were like, they, they looked 
swampy. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, uh, no sleeves left because the, um, the water destroyed them, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably buy sleeves though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can, I mean, it's just paper essentially. Yeah. But there were, there were already, he was talking to a couple names that slipped my mind now, but at the time I remember thinking that would be cool to get my hands on. Um, everything from everything from limited live releases to um, to uh, uh, radio theater to um, syndicated shows, um, some cool stuff. Oh, it, it was uh, there was some science show. That's the one that I really wanted. Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> no, we're talking. We're talking like like predating Bill Nye. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. See, it's a thing that I have a hard time remembering because I didn't grow up with it, but I know like Bill Nye talks about some of those science shows mm. that inspired him making his yep. show. And he has a new show coming out soon. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm not all that excited. Um, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to ch- check it out to see what it's like, but that's fair. But um, what I was getting at is is he's an antique store that's got like, his second floor is about the size of this room, so not all that big. Mm-hmm. And he's got one corner, maybe three hundred, four hundred records, nothing newer than the eighties. If there's that anything sounds, as new as that, that still sounds awesome. But that's that's what that's what this this Sunrise Records model sounds like to me is. Is we're a novelty store that happens to have a few records. Well, I don't know. I think their current model is like they're a record store. Like you could buy CDs and mm. stuff from them. But they're going to expand to try and fill that HMV market. But I, I don't think that they understand that HMV is claiming bankruptcy for a reason. <laughs> well, you would think so, right? I don't know. I don't know. This is just what I read on, on news articles. I could be completely wrong. Right. In fact, I hope I'm wrong because like you and me say, like that sounds stupid. Yeah. I, I don't know how you'd make that work. Well, it, 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 it would be nice if someone came in and filled the void of what HMV used to be. Um, yeah. HMV but, used to be an awesome place where I could like find some really good music. Yeah. Though I don't know, but I mean, that, these that's days the thing, right? I don't buy CDs anymore. I'm I'm with the well. They've been downsizing hardcore music wise since 2003. Well, I mean, yeah, HMV's been a DVD store to me, but yeah, I don't buy DVDs anymore either because there's online streaming. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, like the physical product is is. It's not going to go away completely, but it's never going to be what it was. No. Which means stores, physical stores. I can see, I can see long-term the um, mom and pop used stores that have, that have, um, you know, like independent stuff and, 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 and low selling things that, well, service their niche like but, your blackbird records yep like those places will survive because they cater to a niche they're focused on their niche yep. and exactly 
because people know that they're catered to that particular niche, people who are interested in that market flock to that place because they know there's going to be a better selection than your HMV that only has like records that were only top sellers. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Championship I mean, vinyl. I think the last record I bought from Blackbird was uh, the, uh, Adam West's Batman. Huh. Uh, I don't think I've ever bought anything from Blackbird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think any. What was the one on um, 101st Street, just north of uh, Long and McQuaid downtown? I'm not sure. I've never gone to that one. Okay. I remember um, when I was looking for this place, uh, I looked at a, looking at places for the studio. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I looked at a space that was uh, right beside uh, a record store and I wandered in and I bought a couple of, bought a couple of records at the time, but um, I can't remember what it was called. That was the last, that, that's the last time I think I bought a record. Oh no. I was in Listen Records a couple years ago. That's right. I usually buy my records online, but yeah, and it's usually like uh, X Y Z artist that I like is releasing a record, so they're releasing a hundred with his signature or something like that. Cool. So and I that's, usually that's buy those. Get. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like thirty bucks, and I get a record. That's thirty signed. bucks for a record is awesome. Yeah, that's a great deal. Right. I am. Um, well, like that's a huge reason of why I buy them. It's like thirty bucks. That's a good deal for a twelve-inch record. Yeah, and it's signed. <laughs> the last two, the last two records I bought were um, re-releases of records from the nineties, and they were fifty bucks each. I mean, once you factor in delivery and stuff, but well, a lot of records these days are like forty, fifty bucks. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mind that because no. if I'm going to buy a record, I'm going to buy a record that I that I like the album, right? Yeah. Um, I made a interesting discovery over the weekend. Was it this weekend? I think it was this weekend. Right. It was the day that I missed my father's birthday. That's right. Um, I made an interesting discovery about why I don't buy more local music. Well, I don't because I'm not interested in a lot of stuff that's being released. Right. Well, it, there's. I still buy local music, but it's just the stuff that's interesting to me. But I made an I made an interesting discovery about my own buying habits. Oh yeah, I have no interest in singles or EPs. No, do a, I? As a consumer, no interest. I'll listen to them. Well, that's the thing, right? I'll listen to them, but I don't want a single or a jukebox on my my iPad collection. Nor do I. Had iPod, iPod, whatever. Well, even my Spotify, I I download records, not yeah. singles. Yeah, exactly. And I and and um, where I came to with this was the band for tonight was in um, with their producer on Saturday, uh -huh. um, and they did they did three songs in a nine hour day. Three songs, That's two songs, impressive. three songs. I think it was three songs. Um, yeah, super impressive. Uh, they came in prepared. They played. They played almost entirely live. Um, they overdubbed the acoustic guitar and the vocals, and that was it. 
Um, everything else was live. Hmm. Um, and they came in prepared and tight and all that. So, and, and they were fantastic. Like I absolutely loved what they were doing. And so I started asking them questions like, um, you know, like, what are you guys planning on do with this? This is only three songs. Uh, are you planning on releasing more? Um, are you, are you working towards a, you know, a full length album? And, and, um, and they said, no, we're just planning on releasing an EP. Um, we recorded a couple, they, they'd record, they'd recorded a couple of songs with this producer the year before, mm-hmm. then recorded three songs in the guitar player's basement, but only one of them turned out any good. Um, so then they hired the producer again to re-record or to record these three songs. That's that right. Doing. Yeah. And, okay. and, and they plan on like, they've already had, they've already had those other three songs mastered. So they were planned on having these new songs mastered, combining them all and releasing them as an EP. And the moment they said, we're releasing, planning on releasing these as an EP, something in my brain clicked. I don't want to buy it. I, I don't just, mind EPs. Well, for me, I, I've never listened to an EP and felt satisfied. If it's Depends if it's anything on the band for if, me, uh, if it's anything if it's anything less than twenty minutes, I'm just not satisfied. The sad part is is there's full lengths that are like twenty minutes. Also true, but I'm probably not into that kind of music. Yeah, no. but I, like I, I have a I have a live album um, that is seven tracks, six of them live. One of them was a was a studio take something like that mm-hmm. um and all seven songs are fantastic they're all a little longer because they're live one of them they even played like 10 beats a minute slower which actually turned out to be fantastic um but even at seven minutes it was or seven songs it was 45 minutes long and i loved it but it seems to be like the good comfort zone there's very few records that i enjoy going longer than 45 minutes that's fair i can't think of any well no i can think of a couple that i like that are longer than 45 minutes Mm. but they're usually in like the prog realm and so it's like i have a song that's 20 minutes followed (laughs) by six other songs that are like seven or five minutes long each Yeah. yeah um the uh um, nine inch nails, the fragile only nine inch nails record. I like, um, but it's, it, it's a double, it's a double album, but it's one of those, I think it's an hour and a half long, but it's one of those records that I'll sit down and I'll listen to like I'm watching a movie, <laughs> you know, but, that, but that's the thing. Like that's, that's the kind of, <clears throat> that's the kind of music listening experience that I really enjoy. I hate jukeboxes. It's one of the things that I really don't like about the radio and bars and all that kind of stuff is it's one song n- by an artist and then followed by another. Yeah. Followed by another random thing. The same, and, Cause they all use the same chords. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but it, 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 it was, it was an interesting discovery for me because I didn't realize that, that, an album was that valuable to me. And obviously 
<clears throat> obviously I'm in the minority. I mean, yep. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm with you there. I, I enjoy buying my records and listening to them front yeah. to back. Heck, I've, I've given Mary hell uh, in the car because I'll be listening to a record front to back and she, there'll be a part in a song that's, you know, a little slower and I, I get it. Like you, you're bored because it's repeat, repetitive and stuff. But like, sure. I was just, when she hit next, I actually was like immediately, no, I went back and found the part and <laughs> played it there. And I was like, yeah. no, you have to listen to this because this builds up to the next song and it's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Right. I had the biggest, one of the biggest car fights I've ever had was over that <clears throat> 2002 um, a guy I knew had turned, had, had built himself a computer and a hard drive for his car so that he could always have his music collection with him in his car. But he was nowadays one, you got iPads. Yeah. But this was 2002. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, <clears throat> so he slightly had, before iPads can or iPods even probably. Yeah. I, iPods were right around that era because it wasn't long after that I saw the first one. Um, but MP3 players had been around already. But they were only like yeah, two to only, eight gigs like, yeah, yeah. max. And, 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 you and could, those cost no, you an arm and a leg. Not gigs, megs. Oh, yeah. Like my, no. Yeah, it my would first, be like probably 250 megs. My first, my first, megab- or my first uh, MP3 player I got in 2004, I think. And it was 256 megs. I, I could I could store I could store a grand total of three albums on it. Okay, yeah. I still have it upstairs I know somewhere. My first MP3 player, I could fit two records, and so I would usually put like two records on and listen to both records for probably a month because I was always too lazy to put more songs on. (laughs) I would listen to songs to the point where I was sick of listening to them and would have to find another two records. And I I still do that to this day. Like Mary gets sick of me when I get excited about a record that's coming out because, you know, they'll release their single to promote the the record. And I'll probably listen to that single all day for several days straight. Right. (laughs) Because I'm excited about XYZ band, so I'm like just studying this song mm-hmm. front to back. <laughs> and then when the record drops, it it's even worse because I'll listen to because I got full 45 minutes instead of like four minutes to listen to. It's just like a month straight of just that record, right? Yeah. And then I still go back to those records and listen to them because. I like them so much. Well, because it's it's so much it's so much more content that your brain doesn't your brain doesn't you know how when you listen to a song too much your brain starts to just like not want to listen to it again. Mm. You know like like yeah, to an extent. Right? I, I mean yeah, to definitely to an extent, but there's there there's there's usually a point where you've listened to something too much and you need some time away from it, right? Yeah. How are we doing? Uh it's all right. I just I thought I didn't see the numbers paused or I thought I saw the numbers paused. So I just wanted to make sure there, is that easier for you to see? Yes. Your head's less in the way. Less in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, shit. Where was I? 
I, I don't know. My whole point is, is I know I listen to music differently than the average person. Because the average person, they like to listen to their collection of singles. Singles. Whereas me, I'm all about the record. And I enjoy when bands have moments where it's like this leads into the next song and makes the next song that much more powerful. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm I'm really looking forward to um, sleeping in traffic. It's out already. Is it out already? Yeah. I got it on my iPad. You know, I asked them to put me on a mailing list or something and nothing. Uh, it, it's just a recent thing, like, like uh, a couple weeks ago or something like that. Still, still. I could have gotten an email that said, hey, hey, our album is out. Won't you buy it? And I would have bought it. I might have even bought both copies or all four copies. Or they had their CD or record release party at uh, um, like I don't know a month ago. This is the problem with social fucking media. Like, unless you're actually paying attention on the fucking thing, you don't hear about this shit. Yeah, man, I would have made an effort to go to that one. Fuck, I was gonna go. Where was it? Um, Mercury Room. Would have sounded really good too. Yeah, I was gonna go, but I had to go to Calgary that night, so I I didn't get to go, which sucked. Yes, yeah. from what I hear, it was a really good show, like lights and all. Because Corey had Corey is crazy about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can see pretty much that kind of thing at the Needle now because he works there. All right, and he does lights there. Well, lights and sound. Yeah. Man. Okay. Um, I'm going to add that to my list of things to do now. Yeah, it's out. It's called Feminism. Really? Yeah. That's weird. That was the theme of the the record. I did not know that. Yeah. I never had, I never had a single conversation with them about um, lyrical content. Yeah. Uh, I think when they recorded here, he was still writing the lyrics, though. Okay. That's but, fair. Uh, he, early on, he had the concept of writing a politically charged record, and he's really into the uh, f- uh, feminist movement scene. Yeah. I've I've had many conversations with him where I could see him getting annoyed with me, but at the same time, he knows I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself getting into more arguments with feminists um, over the semantics of the of the word feminism. Um, I don't care enough. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. But even when I'm playing devil's advocate, I don't care enough to get into the semantics of the word. And if you're getting to that point, you're kind of losing the point of what you're arguing. Well, but, but that, that's the thing for me. I love to argue. Oh, I know. You and do. and so when, when people, when people tell me that I'm wrong, it's really like some drug in the back of my brain goes off and I get really excited about digging my heels in and all of my points are completely justified, which some people will definitely argue, but, um, yeah. Anyway, regardless, um, it's, it's called feminism. It's cool. called feminism and oh, it's got some interesting parts. I need to listen to it more. I've only had one playthrough of the record so far. Um, Have they, are they doing vinyl? 
I'm not sure. I th- okay. Like, what did did they release some physical product? I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. I'm pretty sure they got like on Bandcamp. They have it on Spotify. Right. It's like I think the only record they have on Spotify. They have more records. Uh, yeah, they had one before this one. Uh, that was only released on Bandcamp. Uh, oh yeah. From what I've been told, uh, at least from Corey, he said something along the lines of how he wasn't very proud of that first record. He, he felt like he was rushed to do a lot of things because he was pretty much brought on to the, to the project and all the songs were written. It's just, he doesn't feel like it is a representation of what the band is currently. How many times have you heard that story? Right? Right, yeah. Um, but regardless, he, he seems to be really proud about uh, this record that they just released cool. not too long ago. Nine songs. Oh, you found it? I found it, yeah. Yeah. I, um, sweet. Yeah. I will listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, it's got some really cool parts. Sweet. Yeah. I, um, damn. I really did want to, I really did want to, uh, Go see that show. I'm, I th- I'm pretty sure there's going to be another show soonish. I think. I hope so. Let's let's check the social medias. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, so I saw something about them. Like like they did nine songs, right? And that is a healthy length. Yeah. Um, and they're another prog band so like some of those songs are on the longer side of things which is fair yeah but still i mean it's it's not specifically about the length it's about the like i have probably 20 to 25 eps in my in my cd collection yeah and i don't listen to a single one of them because none of them satisfy they're just not satisfying at all because oh. they're so they're so short. Even 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 some of the some of my more favorite some of my more favorite some of some of the favorite um recordings that I've done. What is that? May twelfth to fourteenth? They're doing they're doing oh, Tremonton. Okay. Um I didn't okay. Is he doing Tremonton instead of Oh no. Wait. Tremonton's the music conference? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's happening at Mercury Room. Okay. Yeah. Instead of the Shaw Conference Center. Okay. But does he still have the other festival? Mm hmm. Shredmonton is, is an exposure slash. Um, I, I know what it is. I just for... know last year he canceled his events for. Farmageddon? Yeah, Farmageddon. Really? He canceled Farmageddon Man, last I year. I feel so out of the loop. He never told me. He never mentioned I it. I think he, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it had something to do with like just not enough funds. That's fair. And he's liking Shremonton because it's actually more successful of a mm. product, I guess. Fair enough. Than Farmageddon was. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, Tyson probably knows more about it than. I would well, expect actually, would, yeah. I would expect the president <laughs> of the company to know more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be in touch with what's going on. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. But I don't know. From what I heard, uh, Shremington is a better 
or it is more successful and it might be because it's here in Edmonton instead of that's fair outside of Edmonton. Yeah. Well, he only did the one. Um, he's only done the one Edmonton so far. Right. Yeah. So you getting uh, Flicker again? What? Or Fricker? Fricker? Glenn Fricker? Glenn Fricker? Possible. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard yet. I, I got to be honest, I haven't paid attention because it's all social media. And he hasn't approached you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm apparently another guest. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be, the, I'm going to probably be on another recording panel. That's okay. That's what it sounds like. Sounds good. This time it'll be at the Mercury Room. I think everything they're doing is at the Mercury Room this time. Well, I mean, the Mercury Room is apparently like a really good deal to rent mm-hmm. the space. Yeah, well, they, they they just want they want it to stay busy, and that's how they're that's how they're gonna keep the money flowing, right? Yeah, yeah. And a and a three day conference like that that means money's flowing in and out of there all day long. So. At least, yeah. I, at least I think so. I'd hope so. Mercury Room's a great place, and I hope it doesn't close down anytime soon. <laughs> well, it sounds like, it sounds like they're doing well. Yeah. So, if anything, I would hope the Mercury Room moves to like a better spot. Not that it's in a terrible spot. No, it's 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 good. It's there's plenty of street parking. Yeah, because um, it's not right on Jasper. Right. Um, the only downside is it's a small place. Well, yeah, I guess it is kind of small. What is it? 75 people capacity. They push it to 110, 120. Well, they got like the main thing. And then more often than not, there is a side area that's usually closed off. Um, yeah, there's the one side area that's closed off for the bands. Well, there's, 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 that's the green side. rooms. There's right. another one near the bar. Gotcha. And it kind of uh, goes off to the side. Yeah, goes off to the side. Yeah, cool. Um, I only know that because it's usually open for the Long McQuaid parties, right. which I'm pretty sure there's more than 75 people for those parties. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and everybody fits in the, there pretty easily once you get people in that that one side right. crevasse. Mm. Yeah. So I, I I don't imagine it'd be a good place for people to be during a concert or like during a, a show. Yeah. It didn't look like great sight lines, but the last time I was in there was November and it was, uh, Oh no. You know what? It might've even been, Oh no. November. I don't know. Oh, no. Whatever. Yeah. Always sounds great whenever I go there. Um, changing gears. Yep. I saw an ad for the Moog, Mini Moog D, Model D, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and it really made me excited about synths. Only, um, and Chris from the Gravy Age is probably going to um, talk about another intervention, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, all analog. Yeah. Lots of knobs and twisty turny things and 49 keys. Um, probably like 10 times more expensive than I am interested in, but, um, but it made me excited to the point that I, I gotta be honest, what I really want 
what I really use around here a lot yep. is, is some synth that has some sort of flexibility <laughs> to largely be like landscape type of thing. You should get one of these. Is that the... That's the System 8. That's the System 8. But it's all digital, though, isn't it? Uh, well, digitally controlled oscillators and stuff like that. So it's okay. like a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. So. Looks too new, though. Well, looks too, it looks is too like less than a year old. <laughs> no, no, no. It looks too modern. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, I don't care for the, the lights on the thing, but at the same time, the lights are cool because if you open a patch and it doesn't use those particular knobs, the lights them off. turn them off okay. or turn off. So it's like, it kind of lets you know what's what's doing things. Yeah. Uh, I gotta, and I gotta. Uh, it comes with like a bunch of sound modules as well. Like it has its own sound module. Uh, you can get a Juno sound module. Um, $11,000. Oh, wait. What? For what? Your mini Moog. Well, yeah, it's a Moog. I was, I was wrong. It's uh, $3,000 on, um, $3,500 on uh, Sweetwater. Well, the system eight's only two grand. <laughs> yeah. Still, more, more than I want to pay, and I'll never pay it, but... But I definitely want something that I can create those kind of sounds and textures with. Because yeah. I use them for I use them for low end all the time. I, I use them for fattening up. I also wouldn't mind a Dave Smith OB six, I think it's called. But I don't want to spend the four grand for it. Right. That's see. That's what we need to do. We need to find. We need to find something. Something. Um, cheaper maybe i just need to hit the ebays maybe yeah i, I don't know you could check reverb reverb to me i don't like the search capability or like the the browsing sorry the browsing capability Why not? they they don't they don't break things down enough into category like if i'm looking for a microphone I have to scroll through. They don't have a microphone category. They have a pro audio category. I got to search through everything. It's just such a pain in the ass to keep up with. Okay. If I'm yeah, searching for, fair. if I'm searching for something specific, but one of the things, one of the things that I love about eBay is it's a discovery thing, right? Yeah. Like I know if I go to, I know if I go to Mike preamps, I'm going to show you a bunch just going to show preamps. Mike preamps and I'm going to learn about new things. That's where I learned about the, uh, the API 512V, you know. Oh, okay, what is this? this That's is the OB6. OB6. And that's another. That's definitely a hybrid thing, and it allows yeah. you to detune uh, like an analog synth if you wanted to. Right. How much? How much? Four grand. Hmm. American? Canadian. Canadian. Okay. Americans probably like thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah, right. For now, we'll see what happens to the American dollar. 
I don't know that it's going to go anywhere. I, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere either. It just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make comments on it because <laughs> I have no idea. I just know it's interesting to see what that person's doing yeah. down there. <laughs> the uh, the uh, manager of the band that came in on Sunday, yeah, um, he wanted he wanted to talk to just about everybody. That's not fair. Not everybody, but um, he wanted he brought up the whole missile launch thing, and he said, "What did you think of Trump starting World War III? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that that was such a stupid decision. <sighs> From what I've read about it, like it's depends which which he's trying to build relationships with with Russia, but Russia's being like, "What the hell are you doing?" He was convinced he um, he was convinced that Russia and Trump were in cahoots in this, and that they're posturing for better oil prices and to manage the oil, and that they're that they're working together in this. And that publicly they're, yeah, I know. I don't fucking know. I think that's a far stretch. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's been interesting to hear about the whole Russia and the Trump candidacy uh, relations, but I don't know. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just doing yeah. my music thing until I get vaporized by a nuclear bomb. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's, yeah, no point in worrying about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm far more interested. I'm far, far more interested in, um, in finding, um, the way I've been doing since though, uh, is I've been buying a lot of, um, like digital synths on my iPad. And I'm thinking I'm going to buy a, a MIDI device. Oh yeah. Or sorry, a MIDI conversion cable of some sort that'll communicate to my iPad. Mm -hmm. So then I'll take my SV1 because it has MIDI in and outs. Yeah. Send that to my iPad, and then take I'll get an eighth inch to quarter inch jack to go into a preamp and record. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So this is one of the... This is one of the things. Which one is this? This is the Electro Harmonics Mini Synthesizer Model EH-1600. I don't know. They're, they're cool. And, okay, so what's your what's your SV-1? What, my SV-1's my uh, 70... Six is it? Seventy-six key um, piano. Yeah, Korg. Oh, yeah. Okay. The the red thing. <laughs> oh yes, I remember that now. Yeah. The red thing, the red keyboard. Yeah. This it's is this is red. It's very circular. <laughs> this is clearly... it has a tube <laughs> that is bypassed or something. I don't know. It's just there to glow. <laughs> there is a tube in the thing, and they advertise it as get that tube warmth, but I don't think it's actually it's actually doing can, anything yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so but you can then i can actually build patches in my computer and load them into my board 
right. I want to, and like I can, I can model the tube and stuff like that. It's it's interesting, especially once you get in depth with it. Like it it's cool by itself, but then when you plug it into the computer and start mm-hmm. designing sounds and stuff, it becomes even cooler. Nice. And I'm thinking of buying like a, I don't know, some kind of push pad thing. Um, like, a, I don't know, an Ableton push maybe. Would you actually, would you actually use that kind of thing though? Every now and again? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I could find one for like a hundred bucks, I, right. I would use that. Um, are you interested in that uh, 49 key controller that I have? Or is that not the kind of thing you're? Uh, I'm looking for something with like the drum pads or whatever. It's got it's got the eight pads on it. It's got the eight pads. It has nine faders. Okay. Um, yeah, I might be interested in that. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm 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 looking to move it on to downsize to something smaller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I would love a System Eight, and I would also like a Seaboard. Mm. I had one of those hidden here on, on Saturday. The uh, Really? Yeah, the band um, Fortnite had one. Um, the keyboard player pulled it out and they were, they were, they used it to figure out a string part for, um, for one of what? their songs. It's so hard to play that board in key though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, once you get into it, like you can stop it from, doing the slide thing but he seemed really he seemed really adept at it so i i assume he i I don't know yeah i imagine getting used to it you'll eventually be able to play in key and stuff like that because i mean i've seen jordan rudis play it and he can play it really fast and in key it seems like right so but every time i play one at work i know that i'm out of key or out of tune I'm always playing the notes between because <laughs> it's so difficult to just hit a note and it being the right note. Yeah. Especially in the full board. The smaller boards, they kind of have a bit of flatter tops to let you know, like, this is where the key is. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- this one was, I don't know, looked like a, I don't know, looked about four feet long. Like a full 88? It didn't look like a full 88, but I don't know. Because, like, there's a full size, which I think is 88. It's 88 or 70, whatever. Um, And that one is weird. Okay. Uh, Just because the only controls you have with it, if you make it a stage board, is, like, going through patches and stuff. Right. It's just, like, a circle and a button, essentially. Whereas the smaller versions actually have like controls on the side that allow you to change some of the things of the sound that you're currently on. They don't have those on the bigger ones? No. Weird. The bigger ones were made first and then people brought, gave feedback and they gotcha. put okay. them in the smaller ones. The big ones cost four grand, whereas like the small ones, <laughs> awesome. like uh, the 49 key one, which is more of a controller than a stage board. Uh, uh what was I saying? The little controllers on the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
they're, they're controllers, the smaller ones, uh, but oh, I like the smaller ones. And they cost significantly less, like the 40... <laughs> I, don't, I don't imagine so. Well, the 49 key one is like $1,600 as opposed to the one that's bigger than it, which is the stage one that's yeah. four grand. So it's quite uh, the jump. Yeah. Hmm. And I think I would like the full size one more if it had like a display screen that told you what sound you're on and ha- had ways for you to edit the sounds and stuff. Like yeah. if it was more like a synth and it had it some controls over what you're doing right with the sounds i i would like the full-size seaboards more that makes sense yeah as it is i like the smaller seaboards right now because you got more control over them but i kind of want that with a little extra and bigger right that makes sense that'd be ideal i think for me i don't know i don't know there's not a lot of people playing those things. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I want to throw uh, another one at you. Um, had a request for revisions last week. Okay. Finally got around to them last night. But the specific request was, can you put different effects on the vocals? Yes. So I asked for clarification, you know, like what, what kind do you of mean? Effects? Yeah. Um, we had done something, we had done something really drastic on one of the songs. And so I asked like, is this the kind of thing you're looking for? And he writes back and he says, I don't know, just try three or four different things mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, I'll know it when I hear it. And of mm-hmm. course he's, he's one of those out of town workers. And so. You know, he I, probably I'm, doesn't know what he's looking for. And that's exactly it. Right. But he couldn't even he couldn't even give me give me any direction. So I, I really just I tried I tried super random things. Everything from from doubling it with an octave down um, to um, was one of the weirder ones. That was probably one of the weirder ones. I, I, I did one that was just completely dry, like that's de- it, devoid of any. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, what else did I try? I put a really boring chorus on it because, again, I just like I got no idea. Uh, and he had like no examples for you, even. No, he just said, "I'll know it when I hear it." Yeah, I need an idea, man. I'm not going to spend twenty well, hours trying to find this tone that, for you. That's what I told him. Is like each one of these, each one of these is like it's just a random guess, and I'm going to spend fifteen. 25 minutes on each one. So you got to give me something. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it's going to cost you a lot of money for me to just sit here and play with knobs. Yeah. So I sent him, I sent him the tracks last night and we'll see what he says, but yeah. As it turns out to be the dry one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, he's been, he, he's been really fond of the, uh, of the 60s slap vocal effect maybe he wants a little flange if he's been a fan of like 60s stuff maybe some flange yeah uh that i didn't try that like that's probably slap delay with uh some flange yeah 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 
Yeah, I did the the telephone effect. That was the other one that I was thinking of. Just narrow and honky. I know a lot of times when I do my annoying effect, and I mean, it's not a, I don't know. It's a very simple effect where all I do is I will take like quarter notes and I'll pan something left to right using those quarter notes. And sometimes people like that for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) And I I usually hide it where it's like it's an obscure instrument that's just playing like a pad or something in the background or like an arpeggio and I'm just... As it's sweeping through the notes, I'm going left and right. And it's not even like the most present thing going on at the time. But I've had a lot of good results with that effect. A lot of people like that. Although I'm very selective where I use it. That's fair. I haven't done that in a long time. But that's an effect I kind of enjoy doing. Another one that I, I had people comment and say they really liked was on a song where... To me, it sounded like singers saying one thing and then the singer saying another thing, like a response, so call response. Oh, yeah. So what I did is the call, I panned it mostly one side and then the response was mostly another side, but I also distorted them in different ways, kind of. So like the call would happen, it'd probably be more clean and then the response would be like really distorted, gritty. Yeah. Kind of like a telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Except without the EQ. Right. Well, that particular style of EQ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I did definitely EQ it. I, I purposely made the call and response sound different from each other. Right. Yeah, was, so, so, they, so, so they enhance the effect yeah. of the different voices. I yeah. know musicians who do not have a lot of experience in making records and want to sound like XYZ band, they tend to not like me doing effects like that. That's because they don't like having an actual wide stereo image. (laughs) 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 They'll say things like, we want our record to be wide, but no, they just want dual mono. Mm. Yeah. With a stereo enhancing thing on there to make it sound (sighs) wide. Did vocal tracking for a... um like a new metal thing yep. yesterday. And uh, the um, the MP3 that he brought in sounded okay. Was really narrow. Yeah. Until there was one, like, one beat, uh, like, part where all the instruments except one guitar stop. And it goes from sounding... Like, I don't know, like this wide. Very like, narrow. Like, like yeah. super narrow, but still like you can tell there's some stereo imagery going on. Yeah. To sounding like completely out of phase. Okay. Like that, like that one guitar. He probably, I don't know, there's a number yeah. of things he probably did, but my speculation is, is he took his stereo imager and oh, yeah. then automated it to wide, like be super wide. That could be. Yeah. Because I always hear that. I okay. always hear that effect and it's always abused. Always abused. Yeah. I, I hardly ever use them anymore. But I guess we're gonna go, so uh see, we'll see you next week. 
follow our hosts on Twitter. Way too early. At Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. F- I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.